show Nicole. It's the biggest mug I've ever seen in my life. Please show. <laughs> I feel like it's not that. It's very standard American it lo- size. It looked it looked bigger. Like right now. here? Yeah, like right there. Here. That's big. That looks big. It's all about mm. those angles, I guess. <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I literally like I have a joke with Taylor that all of my like when I'm grilling meat on the skillet and I get a video of it, it's like ASMR, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. with the crackling of it. So I'm like, me ASMR <laughs> coming to you live, you know? Um, but yeah, we're like finally moved in to our place. Um I have no more creepy mugs. So just big American ones, just big American ones. Most of our mugs actually broke when they were shipped to us, um, which is like just the end, like just like the handle. Yeah. It's very primitive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So all of our cups now are like, you have to hold them like this, you know, because there's no handle. So anyway, so that's been interesting. Um, We also like, there's a couple of different things that like, I didn't know that were going to happen. And luckily they're not bad, but like, we didn't have a backyard finished, like landscaped for a while. So it was kind of just like this muddy dirt in our backyard. And like, mm-hmm. we like let our dogs go out there once and like Reagan legit almost got stuck in the mud because it was like super deep, like thick mud, you know? Um, but they finished it yesterday. So we were so excited. And then like, I guess our water heater or something like, got fried and it's brand new like our house was built a month ago so we didn't have hot water for 24 hours um which was like kind of interesting but like it was literally the most freak thing that like the plumber had ever seen like there's a little uh gasket thing that goes into a water heater and these are electric like all of Boise is now electric water heaters which Mm -hmm. is news to me I did not know that I thought it was gas because that's all I've ever known oh no the thing was fried like it looked like it was like electrocuted or something and I'm like okay so we had to replace the replace the whole part and we were just like cool cool, cool. like I'm glad cool. yeah everything's fine like, oh, <laughs> yeah he was like restart it and it'll get hot again and then like it never did so I'm glad we called him and everything's situated we have hot water again but I actually didn't realize like dude do you know how hard it is to clean a cast iron pan without warm water it's it's pretty near impossible. <laughs> Damn, I can imagine, so, especially yeah. the amounts of uh, like fats that we cook with yes, as as exactly. carnivores. <laughs> yeah, so we literally just had to like put it on the stove. We got it hot again, and then we poured it into like glass cups, and then we tried our best to clean it. But we ended up going out for barbecue anyway last night because mm, we were like, tell me about that. That looked oh. amazing. Where was this place? Yeah, yeah. So it's called the Rib Shack. And our plumber was telling us about it because I was like, hey, Taylor, I'm going to order some, uh, <laughs> like, you know, we don't have hot water. So obviously we should eat out. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, you go to this place called Rib Shack that's like down the street in Eagle, which is like the town right next to us. And they actually would like hand you a sample rib to eat while you're in line or while you wait. And I'm like, there's no way this is actually true. Like, <laughs> but like, I'm into it. So um, we literally left like, kind of later in the evening and went and got it and we got like I think we spent over a hundred dollars on barbecue which we don't normally do that like and we just like wanted to try everything you know yeah yeah so we got like this is probably gonna make me really hungry but I have some in the fridge so I can eat it but we got like a full rack of like baby back ribs so there's probably like 25 
in there and they're like they're thick boys you know like they're pretty thick yeah and then we got with pork belly yeah thick. <laughs> um and then we got pork belly burnt ends which are my favorite mm. um we got tri-tip burnt ends and brisket burnt ends i love burnt ends like they're supposed to be like crunchy on the outside and like kind of fall apart on the inside um and like amazing we had amazing brisket which like the just like fell apart which is a good sign and then we had smoked turkey which is like an american thing which absolutely is a delicious and then um taylor did try cornbread and he said it was amazing nice <laughs> nice what so, what was that yeah. what was that place um that you went to here in amsterdam i forgot the name of it but i really want to try it salmuera or is which that... which place is it specifically you gotta be more specific is that the place, the, the, the brisket place that you went to? Mm. That awesome brisket place. You have to go to a place called Pendergast. So anyone that's in Amsterdam, uh, Pendergast mm. is run by um, a guy that's half Dutch and he's also half American. And he's actually from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, which is known for having really good barbecue in the States. And it's American grade, like it's American grade quality of barbecue. Um, he nice. does have a little bit of a modern spin on it for some things like the cornbread. Not really a fan. <laughs> um, there's like full chunks of corn in it, which was kind of weird because the point of cornbread is that like it's smooth and it's, I don't know. So there's little twists on things, but if you do go there, get a hot toddy. He's really good at making, if anyone doesn't know what a hot toddy is, it's my favorite drink. And I probably need one right now because my voice is just like, I must've like, I don't know. I must've slept with my like mouth open or something. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Tape that mouth shut. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's whiskey with um, hot water and lemon. And he actually does a little bit of a twist with like a lavender one, a lavender and thyme. Mm. So yeah, he's also like a cosmetologist. Wait, no, that's something different. He's a cosmetology. I think that's not, that's no, a, a mixologist. Like people that get their beauty, a mixologist. Yeah. yeah. Not a cosmetologist. <laughs> like you don't need to go to him for a haircut or a facial or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so those are the places. And Salmuera, my friend Ivan finally went to Salmuera, which is in Jordan, um, in Amsterdam. And oh my God, man, I never knew lime was good on ribs. Like they have mm. these killer spare ribs and I never knew you could like enjoy lime on pigs so much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there's a couple places to go. Salmuera, Pendergast, um, for sure go there. Mm, that sounds awesome. I, I, I kind of, yeah. I like the idea of if I'm going to sometimes have like a bit of a, I don't know, cheat, cheat meal, cheat day you know, go to like a really good like brisket place where they maybe put a bit of sauce on because you know the sauce is going to have like a bit of sugar and stuff, but it's still better yeah. than, it's still better than like, you know, pigging out on, I don't know, pizza and burgers and yeah things like that's that. That's what, you know what, cheating can be expensive and that's kind of yeah. what I call it. Like I always tell Taylor, like if I'm craving something and it's kind of off base, then I'll be like, let's go to that really good steak place. So yeah. then like, I won't want anything. Yeah. But I'll also the, like pay a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Get get the get the best, like the best thing that you're going to. In fact, I mean, we spoke, I think, two weeks ago. Um, it was last week. I went out with a friend in Amsterdam and um I was really craving, like, I was craving like a 
good pizza. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm, if I'm going to do this, let me, let me like walk around the city. It's a Saturday. Let me find the best pizza place that I can find. So we eventually found this pizza place and it was, it was amazing. It was so good. Is it pizza Barker's? No, it's called, it's actually called okay. pizza and Prosecco. So, you know, the, the drink Prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah. Prosecco. Yeah. Whatever. However you say You're like, that. obviously I don't drink it. <laughs> obviously I do not drink that, but I am very interested in the pizza. So um, I had this margarita pizza and it was so good. And like literally watch the guy like, fling it about yeah in front of yeah and then i had um i had a vodka lime and soda with my friend but it was really it was really nice to be able to just have that and then like the next day one feel like completely fine um not i mean i wasn't feeling great but i was feeling fine and just to get back right back onto you know eating the way i do so it was yeah it was it was nice to experience that but it's definitely not something that I would do all the time because it was just so damn tasty. And I could see why, like, you know, why people can just like absolutely binge out on that. But well, yeah, yeah. There's something to be said on like, if you, if you are craving something like, let's just say like for a couple of weeks on end, I don't know what it is, but if you're going to do it, just do it properly. Don't like, don't skimp out on yourself. Don't like sell yourself short. You yeah. know, don't go for this like random little the, the first pizza Domino's place. pizza Domino's pizza exactly exactly <laughs> like go to the best place you can go to a local place go with somebody you love enjoy yourself have a good time and then just get straight back on it you know it's yeah I don't know it's something I will wrong. say like I have two tricks to cheating like I know that sounds weird I have tricks to cheating that I can help <laughs> you cheat no um I do like I have a huge sweet tooth right like that's kind of like my problem is that I have a huge sweet tooth and I feel like I'm still disconnecting like how I'm feeling in the moment versus like why I want to eat something you know it's like hey like what's going on with you that makes you want to eat something so I tend to ask myself the question and sometimes I have a conversation with myself out loud in front of Taylor and he's like oh my god you're a psychopath <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like why do I want a can of ice cream right now like let's think about this okay I'm stressed I just moved yeah. like you know some ever not everything's in place yet I'm feeling a little bit out of like control so like that's why it's like I'll have this conversation with myself that kind of just like freaks out whoever's near you but it actually kind of works because you say it out loud but I would just say like to you like right like just the cheating thing like my number one thing is like do not have a cheat day. Like, do not have a cheat day. Uh, if you have a cheat something, like have a cheat dessert or have a cheat meal. Yeah, like the thing that I think really throws people off, especially for me, I'm like an overeater anonymous man. Like I'm, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, so like, if you get into like a position where it's not just a meal or not just a dessert or not just like one thing that you want to eat and then you're done, like your craving is satisfied, then you need to look like inward and see what's going on. But that's what throws me off. Like if it's not mm. just a cheap meal and it's like, oh, a little bit here, a little bit there, then like you're like two days later, you're like, what just happened? Like where, yeah. where did my conscience go? And, and especially in times when people are in stress. I think like those are the times where you should stick to carnivore more, but mm. we tend to want something to satisfy like the emotional side of our brain, you know, being like, Hey, like, give me something, give me that serotonin to make me feel better. You know, like that, give mm. me that hit. Um, so yeah, number one, only eat a meal or like a dessert if you're going to cheat, because it'll just 
you know, snowball or whatever. And then the second thing is like, if you're going to cheat, make it like a super expensive thing. Um, so that way you can't afford to cheat all the time. Mm. Like you were saying, like get something top quality. So that way, like maybe it's processed less, maybe it's actually made with whole ingredients, you know? Um, and maybe the ingredients are actually good because anytime I cheat, like I feel awful. Like I had some barbecue sauce last night. I'm not going to lie. So here's the thing last night they did not put like drenched barbecue sauce on everything. The only barbecue sauce that I actually ate was the two ribs I got when I was waiting, which were like completely drenched. Those were like spare ribs. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are the ones they give you and those are just completely drenched. And like, I feel like I'm kind of like nasally as well this morning. And I don't know like what was in like the barbecue sauce, but I just avoid it because usually it's like wheat, there's some flour, like flour in it. There's a lot of sugar, Um, but they didn't do that with any of the pieces. Like even the ribs had like this tiny, tiny, tiny amount of sauce on it, which like you could avoid, but um, yeah, like those spare ribs, I think kind of like threw me off because last night I like woke up and I was like, oh, like my stomach's a little bit like yeah that barbecue sauce kind of like got it got me <laughs> yeah got you so yeah i don't and, know and i think i would add like um onto that list it's it's always good to have like a really high protein you know meal before you decide to have something like that you know is just not going to be on point with whatever you are doing like so for instance when i had that like pizza last week um for lunch or like I don't know, very late lunch going to dinner. I had like a big ass steak and I was so full. Like I could have probably not had the pizza, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. But I was so full already that the chances of me just going overboard that evening was just so slim. Like, but, but I agree with, I agree with you. Like having a cheat day historically has not worked for me. It's terrible. Like, well, because you have to think of our past, like, and how we exactly. I'll I'll give you, I'll give you like the rundown. I remember, like, I used to do this. This used to be my life for like a couple of years. So, I would on a Saturday, I would train, do do CrossFit in the morning. Actually, I'd run. I'd normally run like five k's in a fasted state, then do CrossFit. You're insane, but go on. my body, my body was so like fatigued and tired, but at the same time, it was, it was kind of like in the state of euphoria. Cause I just, I just think I had so much adrenaline running through me at the time that after that, I would have a croissant, an omelet, uh, a flat white. And that was my first meal. And then usually for lunch, I would honestly just pig out on like pizzas, donuts, uh, fruit juices, everything. And then when, when it came to dinner, I was just, I've just got like images of me sitting in my apartment, just feeling like, feeling like, like something had taken over me. Like I was like, yeah. who is this person? And, and that was, I mean, that wasn't a very emotional time for me, emotional eating, but like, you're so right. Like putting it to a meal and, and preferably, I know we spoke about this in the past, but like your last meal. So like your dessert, so yeah. like my pe- the pizza for me the other night was like my dessert. That makes it almost impossible to go any further than that because you're going to be so tired you know by the time that's done you're going to be going to bed and then it's going to be tomorrow it's not like the whole day has been filled with eating a whole bunch of you know shit and 
That's another good tip. Like limit yourself to being the last part of the day, just because it'll affect your blood sugar less. Mm. And then you're going to bed. So you can't be eating in your sleep. I mean, maybe some people can, but like (laughs) the the thing is, is that you're going to be sleeping. So you're not going to be like eating all this stuff. Um, That's a good, that's a really good tip actually. And I usually, um, so I, I sort of always like to simplify things and I have this mantra. It's like you, you have to deserve your carbs, you know? So usually I would um, put that, those carbs to good use. So like before them, I I would have trained like a very hard session on a Saturday and those carbs, you know, were put to good use. It's not like I was sitting around doing nothing, but if you're going to be sitting around doing nothing, or if you like a bit overweight or you, you want to lose some weight, for instance, like it's probably not a good idea to have a cheat meal or fruit. I would, I would, do not and especially if you like starting out your healing journey like even if you're not doing it for like weight reasons you're doing it for like mental health reasons inflammation etc exactly it's probably a good idea for like i normally like say like at least three months give it a shot 90 days give it a shot where you you go strict carnivore because it's sort of like it helps purge other things in your life as well i'm talking about like I'm going to get very philosophical and say like toxic relationships, things like that, because the minute you yeah. do that, the minute you cut yourself off from, from almost everything, except you and your food source, you have this relationship with yourself that gets strengthened. And, and, and the people that are really like going to be caring about you and worried about you will stick with you, you know, and the ones that won't, won't, but mm-hmm. it's a good detox, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to do regardless. Um, So I'm not, you know, I'm not, having this cheat meal three months in I've been doing this for like a very very long time it's just yeah. something that I enjoy that's, so. honestly like that's the first thing that people ask me because people ask me people have come to me and been like hey like I'm gonna try carnivore like or hey like I've been doing carnivore for 30 days like um how often do you cheat and in the beginning it was about eight seven to eight months until I cheated like until I did anything that was impure, like I started out two steaks a day. Um, you know, like it was very, very clean to get the benefits. I will say that again, right? Like you cannot do this diet and be cheating weekly, be cheating monthly. Like that's not how it works. Right. And I think the reason is like, when you get further into it, obviously, like you can see what affects your body and you test things out and it's like, Hey, you know, maybe you're Josh and you do CrossFit and you want rice a little bit, or maybe you don't want the rice, you know, and you do function fine doing CrossFit just on meat. That's fine. It's going to be different for everyone, but the people that are coming to this place, um, of trying carnivore. And I was one of them, like we're in a, we're in an area of desperation, right? Like we're in this situation where like, you know, for example, I had awful stomach issues. I had inflammation in my back and my bad knee, like that wouldn't go away. And once I was on it for a couple of months, that's when I saw the improvement. I mean, my stomach was like two weeks, which is insane, <laughs> but, um, I just, it's just one of those things where like people come into things with like the wrong context. And we've talked about this before with other influencers that are in like the carnivore space where they're like, yeah, have honey, have fruit, have blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, it's not what your body needs at that time to heal when you're so fresh into things. Maybe two years down the road, one to two years down the road, if you want to experiment with honey, go ahead. But I think that it's important to know that like a lot of those people went from very, very strict carnivore like we did 
and then started introducing things a year or two into it. It's not, it's, it's not, I don't know. It just really bugs me because I think people get the wrong information and they're like, carnivore is a sham. It's not working. And it's like, yeah, dude, you're like putting honey on your steak every night. Or I don't know if people do that. That'd be really gross. I some people honey. do some, I've seen this Wait, one guy that's, I literally hate honey. So like whenever I've, someone says that, I'm like, I've seen this one uh, guy. He's a raw, he's a raw carnivore. He puts, he has mango, honey, raw steak like all on the same plate and like mango is sweet enough as it is. I don't know if I can add honey on a, on a mango and have a steak on top of that as well. That just sounds a bit too much for me. (laughs) So here's the thing. Like, I think that people think of fruits being like this version of sugar, like that's fine, but you know, it's the fructose, it's the, it's the sugar in it. It's like the different types of sugars in it that Mm. affect you. Mm. And these like these fruits that we're eating now are totally different than what they were that our ancestors ate like hundreds of thousands of years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like they've been genetically modified, right? So they do have higher sugar contents. They're more tasty, right? I guarantee you a banana, like we've talked about this before in like all of our podcasts, but like the difference in like old bananas from like hundreds of thousands of years ago versus today's banana, right? Like the old banana is like a circle and it's like a little Mm. tiny thing. And ours are just like, you know, fucking yeah. <laughs> huge. Um, but it's so funny because you're like, dude, like these foods are genetically modified so that we can consume mm. them and that we actually like them, right? Like they taste good to us. So I think people forget about that. That like, if you are into like the ancestral way, just know that like, you know, the berries that you're eating today are very different than what the berries looked like years ago, mm. right? So one thing to note. And um that's a really good point. And I would, I would say that I, I don't know if I spoke about this in the last episode, but um, I got this advice from Judy Cho though, is the Sole water that I've been doing. I don't know if you heard of it, but basically it's uh, what you do. It's, it's a game changer. Um, it's, okay. it, 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 it's, it's a game changer. So you basically take like, I've got a bottle here. You take like a Mason jar type thing and preferably about two liters so i don't know what sort of metrics that is what, what do you use two liters is that right don't ask me to do conversion <laughs> okay like, t- two, two, two liters just so say I, I two know, liters yeah i don't know how i don't know what that is in american look up conversions babe look up conversions but that. two liters it's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty like substantial you take yeah himalaya uh, pink himalayan salt so like half a cup so mm-hmm. it's a lot of salt take half a cup of salt pour it in there, top it up with water, um, shake it. And then you can leave it in the fridge. I leave mine in the fridge and it, it comes, it becomes this like soluble form of salt water basically. And then in the mornings, I wake up every single morning now and I take the salt layer water and I'd take about a teaspoon and I put it in my, in the water in my, in, in the morning. So I can stir it in the water. So, so basically what it is, is that the salts molecules are unbound because of the water. So they are, they're easier to uh, digest and easier for your body to actually absorb the minerals in the salt. That's why okay. you put it in the water. But it's a really efficient way because what I used to do um, is I used to wake up and take like just salt and literally put the salt put into in your water. water. Yeah, with lemon. Stir it around. And, and I mean, it worked, but it wasn't efficient. I found this to be amazing and it's so wait just to clarify too is this like the equivalent of electrolytes 
like someone putting lament in their water or one 100%. of those. Yeah, okay, 100%. Okay. It's it's exactly that. And why I'm saying this is because often the first line of defense we're speaking about fruits and carbs and all of those things. Oftentimes people will think when they're feeling lethargic or tired on carnivore or meat-based is only oh, me no it must be the fruit, you know, I need more honey in my diet or more carbs or whatever. Often it is the electrolytes and the sole water plays a huge role with the amount with the sodium that you are more than likely losing on a on a on a carnivore diet. Yeah. It, it plays a it plays a huge role and it makes a huge difference, the amounts of sodium that you eat. And I know there are, I will say that there are some people in the space like um Amber O'Hearn who believes that we shouldn't have salt on a meat-based diet, that it's actually we're not meant to. I don't know where I stand on this. I kind of think I'm somewhere in between, but I've definitely found an increased intake of salt and sodium, especially with my outputs with CrossFit and everything has helped me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are, but this is a very interesting topic because there are some, some, there's some serious like, case this there's a serious case for the fact that you know we as carnivores maybe don't need as much salt and there's also a serious case that we do we need even more salt than the normal mm-hmm. person that eats carbs so i don't know where you stand on this but i'm certainly like <laughs> experimenting and confused yeah. but no I've i love found, that i've found that having the salt Sole water the sole water in the morning has made a huge difference to how i feel you know yeah. So here's the thing on this. So if you come from any other diet that has any type of processed food um, or the standard American diet, sad, for example, a very sad diet, um, you're going to look at the ingredients, right? Like on the side, and it's going to have like sodium 220 grams per serving. And there's like five servings in there or something, right? So your salt intake when you're on a sad diet is extremely high because of the processed foods and how much sodium is added into those processed foods, right? So let's say that most people who start carnivore, they're not keto. Maybe they're, maybe they're just going into it, you know, cold turkey from a sad diet, right? They're going to experience a lot of salt loss, right? Because if you're only ever like seasoning with some salt and pepper on your steaks and stuff like that, you're only going to get so much salt. Maybe you get sodium a lot from sausage links, you know, there's a lot of sodium in there, but anyways, let's just say someone's doing carnivore. They're eating two steaks a day. They're using table salt. Like that's it. They're not going to get nearly as much salt as they got previously in their sad diet. Right. So it's going to feel probably like kind of shitty. And it's going to be different and they're going to have to acclimate to that. So I think there's some people that do acclimate to that and it's not a big deal and they get over it. There's other people that I've heard that go into keto or carnivore And like, they get the keto flu, right? Like the symptoms of like, you know, um, withdraw from salt, withdraw from sugar, all those things. And you feel shitty. And then you have the third thing where there's actually people who are trying to sell electrolyte versions of these things. So I always kind of look at the, the seller of these, like who are the people that are pro salt? Are they the people that are manufacturing different electrolyte um, enhancers to, you know, target to the keto and carnivore community. Cause they want to make money. Um, like I kind of think about that as well. Like, that's like another thought in my mm. head, like 
who is making money in this situation? But then also like, I don't know, I feel like I've also experienced not having enough salt in my diet and like feeling, you know, kind of, kind of shitty and wanting more electrolytes. So I kind of see like all sides of it. I do want to try your, the Soleil water because I want to first see how that goes, but I don't know. I, in a way, I feel like it varies person by person Mm. on like the salt intake and what they're eating and everything. I think I get plenty of salt and that's probably because every now and then I have link sausage, which has like a lot of salt in it. And I do love my Himalayan salt on my steak. So there's some people that don't put, okay. So the people that are against salt, like, or the, like, I guess having additional salt, like they like, okay, sorry, let me take a step back. The people that are saying you don't need salt. Are you telling me that they're eating steaks without like salt or pepper? Yeah. Okay. And I, let me and just I, like, why though? Why say, like, why? The reason why I said that is because I tried that like the beginning of Ew, last year, the sorry. beginning of last year. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I feel really judgy, but like, no, the, the beginning, the beginning of last year, um, I tried, I, was, I, I listened to Amber Hearn's case and yeah. as somebody who's passionate about self-experimentation and things like that, I tried, open. I tried going like saltless basically. And I must say, I don't okay. think it worked very well <laughs> because can I tell you why I found myself. So here's my theory is I wasn't having any salt in my steak and I got pretty used to it, but I found myself craving like burger patties from Burger King oh. and McDonald's more and more. And guess Triggering what? Other cravings. No, but that's where the salt was because their patties are salted. So I was craving there like another food source because my salt intake was not this is this is a this is purely unscientific and it's just no me. I get it but wait so is it the environment or is it the individual though well well I don't I don't I don't know but what I'm what I'm saying is like so I was getting all of my salt from Burger King patties <laughs> and and cheese so I was craving a lot of cheese and cheese has a lot of salt in it so my body was naturally like craving salt. Oh my you know gosh. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So even though you like limited one thing, it's like, okay, where's the other salt? Where's the other salt? I need it. Exactly. I need it. And you're like, exactly. okay, so I'm not winning by doing this, right? And it was unconscious. It was like, it was unconscious. Like I, I only sort of like figured that out, you know, as I um, gradually went by. And I mean, give, you know what I like about the Soleil water? It's free. It's like, it's yeah. free and 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 a supplement company i completely agree with you like follow the money is definitely something you should be always asking yourself um but like companies like uh elements who do the the, the electrolytes and drink mix on their website they literally advertise they say you can make this drink by yourself you don't need to buy our products so i like that i like that they yeah. are basically saying that. you can make a form of sole water yourself and you don't have to buy a product. And the reason I'm saying that is because I've got a couple of friends uh, that drink electrolyte supplements. And the problem I have is, and I know Michaela Peterson has spoke about this, is that mm -hmm. they have citric acid in. So if you are very, um, let's just say, uh, you're very new to the carnivore journey, the healing journey and things, something as simple as citric acid you know, if I'm an electrolyte supplement can throw you off, it can actually make your sleep worse. 
and it can give you um it can give you like heartburn a bit of indigestion so i i used to take like a lot of magnesium supplements with citric acid and i found that i i didn't feel great after i had them i actually I actually felt worse i felt like i had indigestion yeah. And it was more, it was more I, I've like, had the same, I've had the same yeah. with a, uh, seltzer water, seltzer water drinks. They put yes. citric acid in them and I didn't know for the longest time it was like sugar-free and everything and, or like very low sugar. And I was like, oh, everything is organic and except for the citric acid. And I was like, Taylor, I have the worst heartburn, like, or <laughs> it comes up from your stomach. Right. And it's yeah. kind of like GERD or something. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what it was because it's not the steak. And then I was like, it's these freaking drinks. Okay. Wait, by the way, I did pull up the ingredients of Lament. So it's Lament, L-M-N-T. Let's do it first. Um, Share your screen. Okay, let's. Oh, no pressure. You, you have to. <laughs> oh, host disabled screen sharing. <laughs> um, but I can just tell you there's four ingredients. Yeah. So there's a thousand milligrams of sodium. There's 200 milligrams of potassium. And there's 60 milligrams of magnesium. But it doesn't, the annoying part is that this is just showing me like, it, it's not showing me what else is in there. So like if the citric acid is in there, it's not showing it to me. Do you know what I mean? So like when I click on ingredients on the website, it only shows that one and the other one. So it doesn't actually, oh, do you have something or what so is I, that? I just got it from the fridge. This is it. Is that your Soleil water? Yeah. So that's. That's literally, and, and this has lasted me maybe like three weeks. So it lasts a very long time, but it's literally just pink Himalayan salt in water. And then you put like a, it's very strong. You put like a tablespoon into your, uh, into a glass of water in the morning. And it's, it, it's really sweet. It like in the morning, you're obviously quite dehydrated because you just spent the whole night sleeping. I actually quite look forward to this. It's actually a bit, it's like having a shot of coffee basically in the morning before you. Yeah. So it's really cool. So I guess for this, just to re-clarify, the Soleil water is your version. If you're feeling like you're lacking electrolytes, the Soleil water is what you can make at home. Um, just use a jar, two liters water, uh, one half cup of Himalayan salt. Do not use normal table salt. Like, do not use that. Try to veer away from that, I would say. Some people- Just for um, quality, not, I guess. Yeah, not, no? not table salts, um, but some people do mix. I know you guys got a very good brand there, that, that real, what's it called? Real salt by, there's a, there's a brand in, in America called uh, Real Salt by something. I don't know what brand it is. Is it kosher salt though? Because like, if you get, co here's the thing. If you get the kosher salt, like the table salt, it's like you can't avoid the processing and other like chemicals and stuff being in there. Yeah, and it's it's unprocessed. Um, is it pink Himalayan just, salt or is it white salt? It's called. It's literally called real salt. Real to, salt. Yeah, ancient fine sea salt. Oh, real salt. Okay. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Um. So I think so, this is sea salt, though. Yeah, so some people mix um, uh, the two. So you can mix a little bit of sea salt and a little bit of pink Himalayan salt together. Okay, and then so that's different than what I was talking about. Like if you find sea salt, because this is by Redmond, like the yes, brand. That's so the this is like real, like if this is not table salt. So some people literally like still use table salt 
which like if it's not in like the crystal form you know like um, pink himalayan or sea salt it's highly processed and there's a lot of toxicities in it kind of like what we were talking about with the mold and coffee and stuff so okay that makes me feel a lot better i was like josh don't tell people to eat the <laughs> kosher like uh table salt but yeah no. okay so sea well, salt it, or the himalayan yeah it says uh like i'm just looking there's a list here any of the following chemicals are common in sodium chloride, which is table salt, like All right, calcium, calcium carbonate, calcium silicate, uh, magnesium carbonate, magne magnesium oxide, silicon dioxide, sodium aluminosilicate. So, what about titanium oxide? Is that in there? Probably. There's a lot more. Yeah. But anyway, I agree with you. Like, normal table salt which aka is the sodium that they put in all of those link sausages and all the preservatives that's not good for you in yeah. general but good harvest pink himalayan salt and 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 unrefined sea salt is uh, i would say okay yeah okay cool and so you put a half cup in two liters and then you just leave that in the fridge and then you'll take a, like a tablespoon teaspoon put it in your water in the morning just as you would with like a, a electrolyte additive or whatever right yeah and okay you don't even you don't even have to have it all in the morning you can put it in like I, I don't know if like i normally have a two liter that i carry around with me the whole day oh yeah yeah you can put it in there and just spend the whole day like just sipping that and you, you're basically getting like a thousand milligrams of sodium which is like considered the bare minimum threshold for the for, for the yeah. amount that you need each day so that's a good thing it, it makes life a whole okay. lot easier yeah you know people always talk about like you know when you eat saturated fats and stuff like that that you're gonna like die because there's like way too much sodium and everything but like it's just so weird to me because like people don't take the time to look at their cereal and see how much sodium is added to their cereal. Like look at your pop tarts, look at your cereal, look at your Oreos. Like there's so much added sodium. So I always get a kick out of people being like, Oh, you're going to die from eating too much salt. Or like you put too much salt on your steak. And it's like, dude, this is probably like 40 milligrams or like, you know, of sodium. Mm -hmm. Like, please look at your cereal or your granola and get back to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it uh, it's just it's just the narrative really like the the, narr yeah. the the dominating narrative over the past what 170 years or whatever is saturated fats is bad you should limit your salt and if you do that you're gonna be healthy and live longer and i mean it's actually it according to most it's the complete opposite like you yeah. should be increasing your salt intake in a good way you should be increasing your saturated fats intake in a good way. You should be getting sunlight. So everything they told you, just try and follow the exact opposites and you, you'll be on the Literally. path to feed. <laughs> yeah, like that's the biggest thing for me is that this huge campaign about like getting out of the sun, like people think it's going to make them look younger if they don't get exposed to the sun, right? Like there's a girl who wrote a whole book about get out of the sun. And it's like, and it's like wow. all about skincare and taking care of yourself. <laughs> and it's like more in like the influencer like community. Hmm. But um, I always think I'm like, dude, like you should not get out of the sun. Like, you know, we have the lowest a level of vitamin D like ever. Like we have so much vitamin D deficiency in people. And it's because of crap like this, where people are like, get out of the sun. Like you shouldn't be in the sun. Like it's going to cause wrinkles. Josh, how many wrinkles do I have? 
like I don't have Botox. I don't have like nothing. How many, like how many, it's just like, dude, I'm in the sun like every day. Like I try to go in the sun every day. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like and, at all. And I, and I will and I will add for what it's worth. It's like if you that person that wrote that book. So are you telling me you you're going to live the rest of your life trying to avoid something that is inherent to the earth and you're going to live inside and sure sure I, I've seen people that avoid the sun. Occasionally their skin does look really good and I I don't I don't care about that. I want to be outside. I feel the best exactly. when I'm outside. If I get a few freckles here and there from the sun, I don't give a shit. I would rather I'd rather be out in the sun, feel good, move well, get my vitamin D, sleep well, than be, you know, somebody who sits inside all day and it tries to avoid every single stressor that comes at me. And sure, I mean, you can overdo the sun, but you can overdo anything. You know, anything's a stress totally. stressor if you do it too much. But you're right. You, you go in the sun every day. You've got no wrinkles. Um, no. Well, I will tell you, I probably take it a step further. So I'm one of the people like once every 14 days, once every 10 days, I actually go in a tanning bed for 15 minutes. And I feel like people like freak out about this because they're like, oh my God, like you're going to get cancer. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're killing yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm not eating pop tarts. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like not doing, you know, I don't take any medications. I'm, you know, pretty pure. But the thing is, is that I realize is when I'm in like a place that doesn't have sun, like San Diego or South Africa, right? Where like literally you can, it's 65, 70, you can go out and get in the sun, right? Like I go outside every day, regardless of like the weather, just because I need that exposure to outside. And I try to find the sun as much as I can, right? However, like that's not enough for me in addition to that. So what I do is once every 10 days, once every 14 days, I'll go into a tanning bed for 15 minutes, And I will literally have the same exact process that the sun does with the UV rays, which converts your cholesterol, the cells that have cholesterol in them to vitamin D. It literally mimics the same process, does the same exact thing. However, like anything, I'm not telling people, hey, like, you know what, just lather on baby oil and go into the 90 degree heat. Mm -hmm and stay in the sun for hours, right? Like my number one thing is like 30 minutes, dude. Just try to get like 30 minutes a day of like the sun, wherever you are, just like Mm. get the sun in your eyes in the morning, right? Like just get that exposure. But I'm also like, I like the feeling when like it's winter here and I can't actually like get like the full body, do you know what I mean? Like in the sun going, I will do tanning beds. Yeah. And I think people just like freak out which is like, but I just want to like, let people know, like once every 10 days, once every two weeks, I think it's totally fine. Mm. Um, and it's actually like a lot more popular in Europe, I would say. Yeah. And if it makes you, I mean, if it makes you feel exactly like, honestly, if it makes you feel good and it gives you more energy and like, fuck it, do it. You know, like it, no one, the people that are like the, the trolls on social media and people that have a lot to say, probably aren't doing much with their lives they're not uh they're not experimenting themselves they're not open to new ideas and that that to me it doesn't it doesn't bother me one bit you know i it's like you just need to do the things that you think are going to help you the most and find your own 
variation of it. Um, actually, I read this quote the other day, which I which I really love, but um, it was from it's from Nietzsche. I think I'm saying his name correctly, but mm-hmm. it basically there's more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophy. So yeah, I love this because when you respect when you when you when you when you give your body what it needs to like thrive like sunlight good nutrition you know whatever mindfulness or whatever that is to you i'm not i'm not i'm not here to prescribe something specific but when you do that it it kind of rewards you with with uh with a clear head um a good mood uh your body starts to take the sh- a different shape you, you start to feel good because you actually you're actually feeding the one thing that is tangible, you know, it's the one thing that's with you all the time mm-hmm. instead of, instead of like ignoring it. So I completely agree with you. It's like, do what needs, do what needs to be done. And the people that are sitting there on the sidelines, they're not doing much. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just so crazy, I guess, because like, I always thought that I would live in a sunny place and I'd never have to do this. Like I've literally never had to do this until I moved to Amsterdam. And I was like, dude, I need full body sun. Like Mm. once every 10 days, once every 14 days, like I know that I need that. And after the first time I did it, when I was in Amsterdam, I was like, okay, I need this every 10 days or every two weeks, like hands down was like the best feeling ever, because you still get that same feeling when like you're in the sun, you know, Mm. like, and it's, it does the same thing to your cells. It gives you that vitamin D production as well. So I don't know. I just like, I don't think I'll ever like, unless it's like summertime. Right. Like, so here's the thing in the summertime, like if there's sun and like, you can actually go out in it, like if you can go out in your bathing suit and like get some rays, right. Awesome. You probably don't need like the tanning bed on top of it because like you're, you're getting it right. But during the winter, like that was just like, huge change, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can eat supplements, right. Or like not supplements, but like heart liver to get vitamin D, which I do in addition to that. But like, you also just, you need the sun, like the Mm -hmm. sun is your friend. And it's just so crazy to me to like someone to be talking about just avoiding it, like wearing hats, wearing gloves. So like no point of the sun can like penetrate your skin. And I'm just like, what? Like, no, like, and like, we wonder why we have the vitamin D deficiency here in the U S and all over the world, really, because people are like avoiding it. Mm. And then on the other hand, you also have the situation where you were talking about, like, we are eating the least amount of meat in the history of mankind, right? Like we're eating the like smallest amount of meat in today's world well, not, than we well, ever not had. Not me and you, not me and you, but no, not me and you, <laughs> but like the world. Right. And so you have like, the decline in protein and meat consumption. Mm. And then you have the incline of disease of, you know, cardiac issues of heart disease, Mm. all these different things. Right. And a lot of times people relate back to like, Hey, when this decline in you know, meat happened was like in the 1970s, which, which, you know, the Crisco, the invention of these vegetable oils came to be and was being widely used in processed foods. So you have an increase in processed food intake, an increase in vegetable oils in your body, and you have a decrease in just meat, like normal protein, not processed, right? Mm -hmm. So how is there not like, it's hard to imagine that people are trying to blame, you know, these diseases and everything on meat, 
because we're eating the lowest amount we ever have. And we have the highest amount of chronic disease and illness in the US, especially to date. Mm. So it's not the meat, like blaming meat for all of these issues isn't really accurate to do so, right? We have to look at what happened, right? Um, so I just thought that was an interesting point to make, especially when people try to like villainize meat <laughs> yeah. and make it the problem. A hundred percent. And um, I was just, I was pondering on this the other day and just thinking about, you know, my time spent here in Europe and like just how how perfectly packaged everything is here i'm just giving an example so like like this whole you know i I spoke about this on instagram um i struggle to find at the average supermarket i struggle to get a steak that's bigger than 300 grams for instance all the steaks are tiny so i buy like 10 jumbo steaks and i feel like i walk in the shop and this is normal for me but like people look at me and i'm holding all these bags of meats and i'm like guys this is for two days like this is a imagine sh- buying for two people <laughs> for two days <laughs> exactly and it's like everything here works so well like perfectly well and everything is so perfectly packaged it's like we are we being we being and and again i'm certainly not one to think that there's some like higher force order like they you know big farmer big food controlling everything like sure they are controlling a lot of things but people just want to make profits and, and i understand it like people just want to make profits so how do we do that we we, we market these like little perfectly packaged f- pieces of food mm-hmm. that are convenient so it's just so easy i, I seen the, the the yumbo down where i live people walk in there every day get their bread they're like little granola bars fruit juices and things like that and it's just so easy to do that and it's so convenient whereas like cooking your steak every day is like there there is an element of like work that you have to do to make sure that you're eating well but that work you, you are rewarded with good health feeling good having mental clarity and all of these things so i don't know if that makes sense but i've just been thinking about how perfectly packaged everything is in europe and i'm not just talking (laughs) about food like everything no no it is and like i think you have a good point saying like that like you know there are people where like it's kind of like the narrative to an extent where like big pharma and big food only does so much i feel like it's almost like you know the the neighbor who's like watching the neighbor who wants to report on the neighbor kind of thing where like people end up becoming like kind of like the tools of big food and big pharma and become their own enemy by being like okay well like i'm gonna go ahead and package these steaks perfectly into 300 grams for each thing they cannot be off by any means they're Mm going to be smaller steaks because we think that people should take a you know step back and eat less meat it's kind of like it's like this whole I, i feel like it's like almost like a trickle down theory coming from big food and pharma where like literally you don't really know that it's like coming from them Mm. but like here you are like running a yumbo like a grocery store and then you're cutting these meat a certain way and like in the smallest portion because that's what you believe people should eat in one sitting yeah yeah 100 percent. i I agree (laughs) it's it's, it's really weird (laughs) it's super weird especially from somebody who's come from like south africa where it's just like boom, like here's meat. Yeah. Like you go to like Woolworths 
uh, which is a very well-known super supermarket chain there. Yeah. And it's like just meat on meat. It's just like you can get anything you want. And yeah, but I love the that. cuts I are different, right? Like it, at, yeah. at US, like the cuts are all different. <laughs> and like then it's just per pound that they'll weigh yeah. it or like per kilogram. And then it comes out to that. But like I do think that Yumbo, like and a lot in like Europe, like they're very particular and there's only so many kinds. Like if anything's out of well, I'm just curious, like if anything is imperfect, like do they throw it away? Because it's not being sold at the supermarket. Mm. Um, mm. we will be getting like we're gonna be getting a deep freeze. And a deep freeze is based. Do you know what a deep freeze is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we're going to get a deep freeze and we want to get half a cow. Um, yeah. And our friend has like the hookup for a good cow um, that you can get, but we have to butcher it ourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, so that's going to be interesting. I'll have to make like a video of this or something because. We're going to be like watching YouTube videos, trying to like be like, okay, this is this cut from this side, but it kind of also brings it back to a more ancestral view, like hunting and getting your own food. Like, you know, if we ever have to hunt, I remember like I made a video of hunting when we were up North in August of 2021. And like, it literally, like I could see the amount of views on reels for Instagram and like Instagram blocked like my video. Like it literally had like the least amount of views I've ever seen for any one of my reels. And I was like, no kidding. Like something like dangerously low. I was like, it was mm. like, I think like 300 and like most of the other ones are like in the thousands, you know? And I was like, well, of course, cause it's showing me like, you know, us like skinning and like, you know, like just hunting, but it's, it's just, we're getting so far away from that with our yeah. food that you have to remember. Like if I do have to cut my own cow, I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's what people do. Like that is reality. You know, like if I'm not comfortable cutting my own cow to eat, then I probably shouldn't be eating it because like you need to get in touch with some of these things. And I'm just thankful that we have access to it. You know, um, it's going to be a pretty penny, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably get like blocked again on my reels or whatever, but like, or censored, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited about that. And I think that is one thing like you were talking about, like one of the pros living in South Africa and America is that we are into our meat. Like you can still get good meat and mm. find larger portions um, and stuff like that. Like Taylor and I had a joke where we would have like a pre-dinner snack um, before having our yumbo steak. That was like 280, <laughs> 300 grams because it was so small. <laughs> oh, I, um, I or we'd be like, oh, <laughs> post-dinner snack because you never like, or like a really late lunch or something because I felt mm. like it was just so uh, like measly, you know? Mm -hmm. And they all look the same. And it kind of like, I don't know, it just like, it's yeah. too uniform. Like it's too, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know. You're so you're so right. Like the, the fact that they it, it's like trying to remove yourself from the the image of like death that's occurred. But the fact is is that you know, no matter what you eat, something is gonna die for what you eat. So it's it's how you what you deem to be more worthy of life or less worthy of life. But here's the thing, who are we to decide? what is more worthy? You know, that's, I think that's my biggest qualm yeah. when, you know, vegans are like, I don't want to kill animals. Like, and it's like, dude, like, do you know how many animals are killed 
and your crops, like eagles, rats, bunnies, squirrels, like every single type of rodent, um, every single type of bird that's like a threat is killed when you're in like crops and fields, making your grains and everything as well. So my whole thing is like, I feel like the argument that you don't, you value like an animal's life is bullshit because you're killing all these other things for your fields and your crops to thrive. But you're telling me that a cow's life is more important than an eagle, than a bird, than a squirrel, than a bunny. It's like, you can't, you can't play God (laughs) Mm. and decide which one's more. So that's my biggest issue. I think with the argument that you don't want to kill an animal because you're right. No matter what you eat, an animal is dying uh, for you to enjoy it for sure. Unless, unless you like one of those people that I see, like a fruitarian, I love, I love watching these videos of these, these fruitarians that just live on fruit. I don't know if you've seen videos. Oh of my God. People. Yeah. So it's... Sean Baker does remixes <laughs> yeah, and like, the... honestly, like I wish I had the balls to do that, but I don't want like more trolls in my life, Yeah. but I was so just looking at it and I was just, I just wanted to like do what Sean Baker does and do a remix with one of these people and eat my steak, you know? Um, and just like. I don't know. I like thought about doing that. It's but, like this like, massive six foot seven guy eating his steak there while like this, this vegetarian is explaining. Or like making the banana bacon. Like, so people oh, love, love the that. banana. It's like, dude, bacon cannot be like bacon is bacon. Like copying it should be like a sin no. or like pretending to enjoy it should be like a sin because like, dude, no, no and you're not convincing eat a, me. To eat a banana peel as well. Just that does not sound delectable think of all the think of all the um glyphosate in it like think of all the pesticides that are in like the banana peel too that's like all i think about because i think about like avocado skin and like the skin that like protects what's inside and i'm like i'm like watching the video and i'm like you shouldn't eat that i was like don't eat that i was like don't don't do it it's a skin it's a skin for a reason it doesn't it doesn't want to be eaten it's 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 the outer layer of totally. the thing so oh no should we uh pull sean baker and uh kind of like start a trend of doing like sean baker remixes like we can remix his reel of him watching of them him. eat yes and then yes. us watching them <laughs> do it so yeah. it's like a triple Definitely. it's like a triple thing i don't know i might do one and I'll, I'll let you know but uh yeah i don't know i think uh there is just a lot to unpack especially like today yeah um be nice to i mean today we've gone through a lot uh yeah my notes i've got brisket cheat days i think that's a big one that's probably gonna be the title of today's episode is like you know cheat meals versus cheat days the soleil water Mm -hmm. um give it a try i would love to hear your thoughts I, i don't know if i'm just um sort of imagining the benefits of it but i seriously feel like it can take the place of like coffee. That's how like energizing it is in the morning, which is a big thing for me to say. Well, if someone, so here's the thing, like I eventually want kids and if I ever become pregnant, I'm obviously not going to drink coffee. Yeah. Obviously, because like, why would I want caffeine? Um, But that would be a really good, you know, thing to just know that like mothers can do that or like pregnant mm. women can do that and maybe have a similar effect coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. and yeah. I mean, on top of that, you know, we, we spoke about the sun as well and the importance of, you know, always, always getting in the sun, no matter what, I think just getting outside really, like it doesn't, yeah. 
just getting in the elements, getting your body exposed to the 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 raw elements of of the earth and things the like that. World. The outside world. And yeah. yeah. But it's been a fun episode. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it definitely has. Um, hopefully I don't get trolled too hard when I uh make a remix video with the vegan making like <laughs> banana stuff because it probably notifies them. I'll make a <laughs> like... remix of your remix. So I'm okay remixing your remix and that'll be a four-time remix. Yes. So we can be like removed from the actual vegan like making the video. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a bunch of people watching each other eat steaks. Then then it's gonna yeah, be it's like worse. the Brady it's bunch. Be... It's like the Brady bunch. We're like it's been like, what are these people doing? Are they like exemplifying the, the meat eating world or like yeah, I can just see that going very horribly wrong. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we just do a meat train now. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't know. There's 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 different avenues. There's, there's definitely there. the real yeah. remixes and there's definitely meat ASMR, which like I don't know, just makes me hungry. But uh yeah, it's been a great episode. Great catching up with you. Um, yep. And yeah, As go always. to my go to those one of those restaurants, Pendergast or Salmuera, and give it a shot. Try it. Text me before you go so I can tell you like the best thing on the menu. <laughs> I will do that. Um, but it's all it's all really good. So, okay. Cheers, everyone. Peace.